Welcome to episode number 47 of the Speaking Podcast. And today my guest was Veronica Vera Kienich, and she's organizing uh, an event uh, at the weekend in Warsaw, but it's actually going to be ongoing. So I thought it was a good time to actually discuss everything in our preparation for that, because a lot of the listeners are either planning on doing an event or they're doing events, so they might get some of the tips or tricks. As always, you'll find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com, but also our other podcasts, Meditation Podcast and Learn Polish Podcast are now on RoyCollin.com, so you can find everything. With the Speaking Podcast, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Speaking Podcast. And be sure to listen to all the different episodes because there's all the different tips and tricks with each one and share with your friends because everybody could do with some public speaking. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Speaking podcast, and today my guest is Veronica Vera Kinich. Did I say your name properly? Yes, you did. <laughs> so, Veronica, you might tell the audience who's Veronica. Uh, thank you, Roy. First of all, thank you for having me on your wonderful podcast. Um, I am a, a Polish girl, 27 years old. Um, as of recently, I'm not anymore a branding and business development consultant. Uh, because my uh, life journey brought me uh, to a point where I felt uh, the need and the sort of inner need to create my own business. Uh, and I started uh, Progress Hub Warszaty Warszawy just about two months ago. Uh, and we're about to open our doors to our members and guests uh, very, very shortly. Exciting stuff. So before we delve into that, I'd like to know what's your speaking journey when you were younger in school? Were you a shy girl or were you kind of confident on stage? What's your story? And what's my story? Um, I think a major, major part in me being comfortable uh, with, with being a public speaker uh, is my mom. And my mom has been um, sort of the driving force uh, in my self-confidence <laughs> so she is definitely someone to thank for um, but um, in general I have been quite lucky uh, when it comes to uh, public public speaking opportunities uh, both uh, at King's College London where I completed my undergraduate degree um, as well as later during my master's and during my first uh, sort of a uh, serious job in London in a WPP agency called Landor. I've been given many opportunities to sort of speak either on behalf of um, my superiors or on behalf of my like sort of colleagues or other students when I was at uni. And then, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, I used to consult for brands, uh, usually tech startups, and I, I also had plenty of opportunities there to either pitch uh, the startup on stage. Uh, that happened like uh, a few times, two or three times during uh, sort of startup competitions on summits and conferences. Or uh, if it wasn't a pitch on stage, I've been lucky enough to represent many people 
who weren't comfortable speaking in public in a boardroom. And I was sort of explaining the idea on their behalf. And I think this is uh, sort of like maybe a good summary of my uh, speaking journey. <laughs> oh, very good, very good. So I'd like to delve into that a bit, uh, like pitching in front of investors, especially like it's different when it's your own little baby, but when you're doing yeah. it for someone else, are they actually next to you or is it that you're the representative uh, for, for the client? I am, uh, they're usually, they're usually on stage they're usually at, at the sort of audience uh, area and they usually listen exactly to what I say and they usually react with their mimics and it's sometimes helpful and sometimes really not helpful, I mean to say. Um, but the sort of the time I remember doing that, uh, that was a very positive time, uh, was uh, once in London, quite like a small uh, summit. It was a concerning, um, it was a fashion summit called Decoded and there was like a very small stage and I was able to talk on behalf of a brand that I think the owner of the brand was international from uh, I think a Mediterranean country. He had a heavy accent and he, <laughs> and he felt like I would be, it would be helpful if he just sort of prepared me for 10, 20 minutes and I would pitch it if you like to call it pitching, uh, for about two minutes. And I was like, oh, sure, of course, sure. I was like very happy to do, do, to do it. And that time I wasn't, it was just a favor for someone. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the times that was actually the most fun. Um, and the other time I remember doing it, it was uh, pitching in front of actually investors. And it was in Germany on a night called Startup Night Berlin, I believe. And um, I was contracting for... Uh, for a Dutch uh, company, very, very interesting concept uh, and like a great team, great energy and everything. But I'm not sure, I, pr I practiced a lot and I was very uh, aware of what they're trying to do as a company, but I'm not sure uh, because it wasn't written. I mean, I, I wrote it itself, like the text, because we went through it with my sort of superior, but I'm not sure I felt, I think I wrote it sort of as if he was saying it. And I don't think I adjusted it to, to the way I speak, which is everyone speaks their own way, right? So, so then when I went on stage and also there, it was only 60 second pitch, I was more nervous than I usually am. And it didn't sort of, it did not give me uh, like a stage fright, like a freeze, and many people freeze. But when I got off stage, I felt like, yeah, I didn't do a great job. <laughs> and this was the time where actually I was hired to do it. <laughs> so, um, so that is, uh, yeah, that, those are the two examples that came to my head, yeah. It, it's an interesting one because, I mean, I have seen people uh, pitching and, you know, they're not comfortable public speaking and, you know, there's no way they would get money the way they've come across. But on the other side, you know, like if you get somebody, that, you know, confident, like if they start throwing questions regarding the finances and everything, you, it, it can be weird, you know, because, you know, exactly. normally you don't have the figures in front of you and you kind of have to know exactly. what's going on. And the other thing is, even if I did have the figures in front of me, 
I don't think me as a, as, as not the idea creator, the idea provider and the brain behind it, I don't think I would be able to answer the questions uh, with such, I don't know, with sort of with the wisdom and the knowledge necessary for the answer to be good, right? Yeah. So even if, if I had some sort of a guidance sheet in front of me with, with like, you know, some financial information, I think the sort of Q&A bit is always the best when answered by the right person. And what I mean is not even the founder many times or not even like the managing director. Sometimes it's even the person with the least self-confidence, with the least, like the, the biggest introvert who never wants to go on stage, mm -hmm. uh, but they have the best knowledge because they happen to be the sort of technical manager, the, the, the sort of head of, head of product and they know what to say yeah uh, so i am uh sort of usually the best at just like the elevator pitch the 10 minute the 60 seconds and then i just pass it on because i'm not really and the other thing is you mentioned that they were in the audience so i presume if you said wrong thing just seeing their reactions as well can yeah. actually be really off-putting Yes, it can be off-putting. <laughs> and then here again, I have a few situations <laughs> that I laugh myself. Like I just, I just keep on laughing when I think about them because it's natural. And sometimes we cannot hide our reaction. Um, and especially when you know the importance of the audience and when you know there is investors with uh, thousands or hundreds of thousands of euro available for your type of company, and then suddenly like you you have this per person that you deemed the right person to do it and they're doing like a okay not a mediocre job an okay job but they're not being the the great the great little buzz that you wanted them to be then your the emotions start coming onto your face and then the person sees them and in that case it was me and it just it just bummed me out completely <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's understandable. So when, when you have a pitch, you know, obviously maybe more than a minute, how do you prepare? Do you uh, do it word I, for word or? It's, it's, no, that is the worst I can do. It, it's against my personality because if I have a word for word answer and I mess up at the very beginning, one or two words, I get all confused and I get all stressed out. So what works best with me is literally having one or two bullet points. Uh, and I try, I try to only speak about matters. I try to agree to uh, sort of publicly speak about matters that are very close to my heart and that I understand very much. Because if I don't understand the matter, the product, the service, I get nervous, the audience gets nervous because they don't know what, what is she doing up there. And I think it's, it's counterproductive to everyone, essentially. No, I, I know for me that, like, I, I don't know how many speeches now I've done in the Toastmasters, probably mm. 70 or something like that. But there was a few that you have to do that are kind of selective speeches. So you have to do with, and they were never things that I was passionate about. And they were my worst. I just because no, exactly. I don't even have. I can do a, a speech within two minutes. Just write down a few little points. Okay, I'm going to talk about this, and I'm very comfortable. But when I, even if I prepare, when I have to speak about something that I'm not passionate about, I find it very difficult. 
Yeah, so I think that, uh, yeah, this is exactly my point and this is exactly the key to being a good public speaker. It's not the amount of training. It is really the passion behind the speaker because I've seen people, I mean, of course, it's a combination of both, but I've seen people who are really well trained in public speaking and they get hired to lead conferences or lead summits or events they've never even heard about. They have no knowledge about. And they give them, um, you know, usually they give them sort of those, um, I don't know how to call them, but like this tech, this piece of paper that they read from during the event. And because they usually even wrote the content themselves or they at least edited the content. But in general, I think it's the human emotions because the event is not within their comfort zone. Then the uh, emotions start playing out and they end up doing a very mediocre job. So that, that is what I've uh, experienced during probably 10 years uh, since I moved to London when I was 17. Yes, probably 10 years of attending, attending many, many conferences, events, I've seen really interesting cases of great speakers being stressed out. And then I've seen cases of people like from the audience, just someone raised their hand. They were invited to the stage and they uh, like, they just awed everyone. Like everyone was left in awe because, because they were so cool, you know, to watch basically. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, like some of the speakers as well I've seen I mean I've seen loads of different people on stage and some if the technology fails them they can't do their speech and that you know yeah. that's something you have to be prepared for as well because you know like exactly, I, like, exactly. I have the workshop next uh, week with you and if it doesn't work if the technology doesn't work I'll just keep going on. I'm not going to stop. And I, but oh, I that makes me that makes me really happy to hear that. <laughs> I might start crying. But <laughs> yeah. I, okay. I will comfort you. <laughs> so uh, you're actually going doing a, a workshop yourself. So yes, I'm curious how be... you're going to organize it and what's it about. Oh, I am. I'm really, really excited actually because it's going to be uh, my first sort of proper workshop that I'm giving by myself and I'm the author of it. Uh, so it's, I would say, my very first own workshop. Um, and it is a, a very exciting thing for me right now. And um, the title, I guess, is a quote from Mark Zuckerberg. And the title of the workshop will be that greatest successes come from a freedom to fail. I believe in that whole statement. I believe it's very true. And I'm going to go through um, various famous examples, both in the business world and personal worlds, where the freedom uh, to fail brought the people to their glory in a way. And the fact that they failed, they've been through this sort of uh, ditch, <laughs> you can call it, in quotation mark. And then they sort of rose up again and they thought, okay, let me get the lessons out of what I learned and let me, let me use that and turn the pain into power, if you like, and then created actually something really good. 
so that will be uh, sort of the, the heart of, of my workshop. And I'm going to try also encourage and sort of engage the audience as much because it's, it's a really interesting notion, but people like when they feel comfortable. And this is what I also want to sort of provide at Progress Hub. I want to um, cre create an offline community where people are comfortable to to talk about whatever to to share their weaknesses to also share their their anxiety in a way and on a personal level like i mean it is not <laughs> okay maybe i'm gonna be a little sassy here but i do not want to create a hub for broken hearts where people come and they say oh, i've been so hurt by my ex-husband this is not what i want but what i also know is that any sort of personal failures, if you want to call it, or, or just the tougher times, they're a combination of many factors in our lives. And we will for sure not have the time, nor during my own workshop, nor during other workshops to get into details of, of everyone's problems. But I want people to be able to comfortably share that, for example, I'm, I'm not happy right now. I feel lonely and depressed. And, but I also, for example, I also feel that I have a lot of in me and I have a lot of potential. Is there any way I can get involved? Is there any way you can sort of help me out? Is there a way that, for example, uh, you can teach me how do I start my own podcast? And this, there, there is where Roy comes in and he owes, like, owes everyone by how he set up free podcasts you know this is sort of the power i want to give people through the hub itself and my workshop a little bit as well excellent excellent so you, you might tell us about the, the weekend what's going to because it's basically it's going to be launched the weekend that's coming so you might just tell yeah. us who your speaker is yeah. going to be and how you even what you might uh, tell the audience as well as uh, how you went about organizing this because i can imagine the amount of work that it entails and there's other people trying to organize something. But, so you might give some tips and tricks to that as well. Oh, that is, uh, that is really sweet that actually I have the opportunity to do that. Thank you. Uh, yes, it's a lot of work. And I'm not going to lie. It's, it's the kind of work that if you don't have the inner motivation for it, and if you don't have sort of the, the crazy drive, it gets so frustrating and it gets so... <laughs> so hard and tough that I imagine it's quite easy to give up because not only we're in Poland, we like uh, just the public offices in Poland uh, are a difficult case to deal with. Let's put it that way. That would be an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, that would be an understatement, but in general, it's, it's, I love my country. I, I sort of, I'm so proud. I'm Polish. I've always said that when I was in London for, for seven years, but I, I do realize, especially now as a young entrepreneur, that it's a country that is not, they say they're ready for the young entrepreneurs, but no bureaucracy is really actually ready for it. <laughs> so that once you sort of get your food in the door and then everything sort of like is established, it's a little easier. In general, very, very difficult case altogether. But let me tell you a little bit about um, like the weekend, uh, like you asked, like how it's going to run and sort of how I came about it and organizing it. 
So we will have uh, free workshop, workshop slots both on Saturday and on Sunday. They will be two-hour slots where usually the speaker, the workshop sort of uh, giver, they will have an hour to speak by themselves. And the hour will be dedicated for a general Q&A. And if there is no uh, sort of uh, no demand for that, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be slight, like transferred into a sort of a networking relating, relating directly to the, to the workshop that just finished. Um, and the reason why I sort of want to split it equally is because I believe in the power of community very much, like I said, and I believe that often those kind of events are very rushed and people, after, for example, a very interesting and uh, energetic and a very intense hour of a workshop, they, they, they feel like it's not enough but they also feel like they don't want to just continue listening because it's not school and everyone's attention span is very short, let's be honest. They want to uh, decompress but, after. Yeah, they want to decompress, but they also kind of don't feel like it's enough. So I want the second hour to be uh, dedicated to just bonding with the people who attend the workshop as well, but also for anyone who has not been, who whose answers haven't been sort of, whose questions haven't been answered during the, uh, the, the workshop itself, to have the opportunity to ask, or if they don't feel comfortable asking in public, to have the opportunity to go up to the uh, person who gave the workshop and, and sort of take it from there, if you like. So yeah, we have three uh, workshops on Saturday. Do you mind if I go through who is speaking? I do, please, because uh, a lot of the listeners are Polish and uh, you know they're in Poland, so they're, you know, there's a good oh. chance they might be interested. And plus, my foreign listeners might decide to fly into Warsaw. It's easily accessible from all over the world. Yes, we invite you. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is a, an advert from the city of Warsaw. <laughs> no, actually, it's not. Um, Okay, so uh, the Saturday workshops, uh, they will be given by Alexandra Sturgalska, who, um, Alexandra is a professional, uh, she is, how do I even say it in English? Uh, she helps uh, startups and companies uh, in making their content go viral. So she helps in building the content, but also uh, sort of in engaging their audience and engaging their uh, target groups with the product provider, with the service provider. She, she is like the general manager in Viral Code Agency, and that agency is based in Wuj. So I do have a lot of love in, for Wuj in my heart. Uh, so she will give the first workshop, and because... Uh, Progress Hub is a workshop hub focused on personal development, not really on professional development. Ola is, uh, Alexandra sorry, is going to sort of adjust a little bit uh, sort of the tone of, of what she will be talking about to a personal level. So she will be talking about uh, importance of being genuine when it comes to your personal branding because she works with business branding and on daily basis. She's going to be talking about the importance of genuine factor in personal branding and the importance of not using any filters. And this is sort of the takeaway that I think a lot of people could use. And it's very easily transfer transferable to a professional level as well to, as to the person. Of interest, of interest to a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. And uh, then uh, the second uh, workshop will be given by no one else but Roy. 
So actually, maybe you can tell us what you're going to be talking about. <laughs> well, I'm going to obviously uh, talk about how someone can set up a podcast because I know a lot of people want to and they, they fear it. So it's, it's actually something that's very easy. I'm not a technical person, so I'm going to show everything from start to finish. Even the last time when I done it, I done a live recording for five minutes and showed how I edited it and even launched it there and then. Not sure if I'll do that this time, you know, depending on the time and just how the audience are reacting. But I'll also talk about my experience as well in business because you know, I've had, I think, probably close to 20 companies at this stage, all different you know, areas. So I can give all the pros and cons and just give advice that will help people in, in there. I think it's amazing. I cannot wait for your workshop, honestly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that you will have the middle slot in the day and a sort of the last deferred uh, slot will be Camila's. Camila Surma, also uh, a girl from Wuj. Uh, she will. Uh, she recently moved to Warsaw, which makes me very happy. Um, Camila is a professional um, in, um, how do, intuition guru. If you can call someone an intuition guru, she is absolutely amazing. She is uh, uh, the biggest like positivity bulb. I'm like she's really great, and she will be talking about uh, her uh, venture called her island. And her island is a space for uh, women uh, who need a little support when it comes to finding their path and um, actually listening to their intuition while fi finding their path. And I think there is plenty of people, and especially in Warsaw, that could use Camila's wise words. And, yeah. and like she, she was actually in our club because the club I formed, the Toastmaster Club, she was in that. So we kind of miss her that she's moved to Warsaw. So I've seen her speak a few times, and uh, yeah, she, I, you know, people will enjoy her her workshop definitely. Yeah, so I'm very, I'm very excited about that. And sort of the the last uh, activity will be a stand up uh, given by uh, Czarek Brutnik. He, um, he's a young stand upper uh, in Warsaw. And he, well, I met him, uh, interestingly enough, he's a barista in, in WeWork, Hotel Europejski, which is one of WeWork's locations in Warsaw. I sort of, I happen to be there uh, three, four times a month. And I met Czarek. Actually, when I met him, I had no idea he does stand up. But then when I, I, was, I, I, I was well into uh, the Progress Hub business idea, and I already had... I already thought that one of the sort of personal agendas, if you want to call it, that I want to introduce to the hub, it's all personal for me, but that is especially a little personal thing, is I want to promote young Polish and international stand-up talent. And I also want to promote um, musical talent. E easy instruments. I do not have the capacity to host some crazy instruments there. And the reason why I want to promote uh, both uh, young stand-up uh, comedians and uh, musicians is because I often see how talented those people are, but uh, how often they really struggle for the first three, four years of their career because it is literally impossible to, 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 to find a place, uh, a physical, log like logistical place where they can perform what they're good at uh, without any sort of costs on their, um, on their side. And this is, 
maybe for a young entrepreneur like me, it is a bullet that's going to kill me. <laughs> But I do want to uh, at least once a week dedicate an evening to this pro bono kind of evening uh, because we will have uh, tickets. Uh, the tickets will be very, like, very reasonably priced for Warsaw. I just want to cover my costs my sort of my bills i'm not intending to earn money on it because i do want to promote the talent and i've spoken to a few uh people by now and they're all very interesting and i'm actually really excited about that part so the last uh, activity for saturday will be charek and his stand-up polish or in english that will be in polish i am talking to another guy who is actually half polish half uh, english And he is sort of introducing me to people who do English stand-up here. Because there's actually many. And I'm, that's also a very interesting and exciting factor. Uh, because we do want to focus on the international uh, sort of... We don't want to focus. I don't want to exclude anyone. But we do place a lot of importance, let's put it that way, on the international uh, sort of people and international members uh, here in Warsaw. Because there is ju it's just any Polish person can understand the workshop, the stand-up in English, but it doesn't work the other way around. And I really don't want anyone to feel excluded. So um, for sure, most of the events will be run in English. And I'm actually very excited about that. Um, and just very quickly, on Sunday, there will also be free slots. Uh, and they will be run by Doris Maklewska who is a superstar when it comes to social media, personal branding. And uh, she has years of experience when it comes to that and giving workshops. She, uh, and she also has um, a lot of experience as an in-house recruiter in really big companies. And from the top of my head, I think she worked at Apple and Microsoft as an in-house recruiter. So she does know a lot about the other side of the sort of boat, if you like. I don't know if that's a saying or not. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, I mean, that's great advice to be able to give to people because a lot of people, love, you know, that's their ambition is to actually work for one of these big companies. Exactly. And I'm not sure our, our workshop will focus on advice how to get a job. For sure not. But she will be speaking as someone with experience Uh, who read, like, for example, she does read those uh, sort of CVs and stuff. And she then knows how a person, doesn't matter if they're running their own uh, lifestyle brand, if they're running their own, like, I don't know, sort of personal trainer brand, doesn't matter. Or if they're a young professional in banking and consulting, everyone has a brand and we're all like a persona that has a brand in a way. And she's going to, Uh, give us uh, clues and um, sort of just like advice on how to pursue your personal brand in a way that's going to benefit you the most. Uh, so I'm also very much looking forward to Doris's uh, workshop. Uh, and then afterwards, it's one of personally my absolute favorite people I met in my life so far, uh, Xaver Ivonsovsky. Uh, I have such tremendous amounts of respect for that, that, that gentleman. It's amazing. And I'm actually very honored he's helping me. He's a descendant of uh, one of the people who set up Hotel Europejski. Mm -hmm. uh, so one of the founders, he's the descendant of one of the founders. And the hotel is over 160 years old, I believe. 
So there's no one uh, else but Savere who knows how uh, twisted, mysterious, and uh, secretive the history of this hotel has been. I've had the pleasure of attending his workshop at WeWork, where he uh, he showed us some amazing footage and photos from uh, from from years and years ago when this sort of Soviet soldiers were going through Poland and and they they were set there they were stationed sort of at the hotel and at, there were also uh, sort of at the beginning of the 20th century many events where officials from all around Europe had an event there and it all has been, uh, it's been secret until a few years ago. And those files with the, this information, they have been released and they're not secret anymore. And Xavere, as sort of probably one of the only people who are able to go inside the, I think it's called Państwowa Akademia Nauk, PAN, who was able to go inside and, and check out those documents and actually write about those documents and more documents. He has some incredible insights about the interiors of the hotel. And he's gonna be sharing those with us during uh, the two hour workshop. And he's also gonna very happily answer questions uh, when it comes to, I don't know, just Warsaw in general and how history of Warsaw has been shaped, for example, through, through, through even the hotel uh, or something else. Um, and then I will have the last slot, and I already mentioned uh, my workshop on the uh, sort of uh, notion of greatest um, successes come from a freedom to fail. Uh, and afterwards, the last, last, last activity of the opening weekend will be um, a card. Um, it's, it's sort of like a design thinking card game, but the, the most important factor to the card uh, game is teams and team building. So anyone who signs up, there is, we will split the people in, in, in groups of five and we're going to have five teams and they will be given cards and they're going to have to solve, solve like, a, it's a bit of a business acumen uh, problem, but it's not at all a businessy game because what, what's important is creativity. And we like that is going to be a very interesting game if people just want to come and meet new people and sort of use a very different way than just let's have a drink at the bar <laughs> because it's it's automatically going to give them so much personality insights on on people uh, and just the ability to make new friends and stuff like that. Um, so I recommend I recommend the card game signing up for the card game. Um, so yeah, I think I went for the whole weekend. I'm very excited. <laughs> and like, I mean, you're, you're you're at the last hurdle now, but going back because you know, obviously, there's other people would love to set this up or in the process. What what advice? What lessons have you learned that you could change or that you know that you could do while organizing such a, a big event? Because I mean, you're you're planning to do this. Is it every week? It's going to be on after this. Uh, yes, it's. Uh, I mean. A lot of effort will be will be put onto the B two B two C element, so like the business to to customers element. But the hub will also provide B two B services. So all the workshops uh, are going to be available for corporate or startup hire. 
So uh, I assume that I'm hoping, I don't assume because assumptions are misleading, but I am hoping that end of November and December will be uh, a time because of sort of Christmas that companies will be slightly more interested in um, either hiring space by itself for their own workshops. I'm also happy to do that. They don't have to use sort of the, my partnerships uh, with with the coaches and the speakers but uh i yes i um i'm intending to sort of do both i will uh sort of place a big element uh, and a big importance sorry uh to running the hub on on sort of daily weekly basis and have some schedule for events uh, that will for example this pro bono stand-up night I th- I'm hoping it's going to happen um, every week. If not every week, then at least twice a month. And for sure, we were going to have the card game, the sort of design thinking card game happen as sort of as well on regular basis uh, as a ground for people to meet and bond. All the other workshops, they will just come and go, uh, in a, like also depending on the availability of the speakers uh, and the interest of the companies. Uh, and I do recommend very much following uh, Progress Hub on Instagram uh, because this is sort of the channel that we will be using to promote and to just inform people. And I am in the process of setting, of setting up a website and we're going to have a newsletter as well. So starting from, I think, November 1st, uh, there will be a website available with a sign up for a membership or for a newsletter. And people with a membership are going to be able to be informed about the workshops first. They will also have a priority to book any workshop and a discount for the time of the membership. But if you do not want to be a member, uh, it's just also possible to be on a newsletter. So yeah, that's the situation. And to answer your question about takeaways and lessons. Oh my God. I think um, what's already what I mentioned is the passion. That's the biggest element that's making me not want to shoot myself. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think I, I've learned a lot of patience. I'm, I was not born a patient person. <laughs> and I became much more patient. I think also ability to work. I mean, I used to, as a branding consultant, I used to work either in teams or like off off site. If when I worked on site uh, with companies, I used to work inside teams. But I also worked with teams digitally uh, when I worked off site. So I used to be in contact with a graphic designer and with someone else, with a tech person, with a programmer, a developer. Um, but here, I sort of now. Uh, well, I'm really lucky because my sort of chief or head of graphic design is is one of my best friends. And she's based in, in Budapest and she's been a tremendous help to me. So this is lucky that the person who I sort of have to connect about my brand and my sort of visual image the most happens to be one of my best friends. It's very lucky. Uh, but other people that I have to sort of contract or I have to work with, I had to learn to be on the other side. And it's a big lesson. And I, I don't feel 
I should give any advice yet because I've only been doing this for a couple of months. There are people who are doing it for years and I recommend listening to people who have been doing it for it's years. fresh in your mind because a lot of people forget the, the painful parts. They just, you know, they go through the journey. So that's why I'm asking you because you're, you're in the pain factor at the moment. Yeah, you're right. You're, I'm in the pain factor. I, really, I think it's just uh, uh, giving people the time of the day uh, and not assuming too much. Uh, because we, we make, we're, it's a tendency, we all make assumptions, in Poland especially, when it comes to money and, and deadlines and stuff like that, it's just, uh, sometimes it just becomes just, oh, like, too much. <laughs> um, but I think just sort of hearing someone out, even if the initial uh, initial sort of conversation didn't go great, or if the initial project or the initial phase of a project wasn't great, I think second chances are worth it. If you feel it's worth it, that might be one of my advice, the pieces of advice. And the other, I think, is asking your friends for opinions as much as you can. Because I'm like... As weird as it sounds, it's free advice. <laughs> everyone, everyone is a smart person and in their own way, in their own emotionally intelligent way. And everyone is going to give you very different feedback. And I think taking the feedback too personally is really bad. And I learned it the hard way, for sure. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, just sort of being open-minded to exterior people and being welcoming of, uh, welcoming to any advice from friends. These are the advice I would give for sure. Perfect. And I, I mean, I see as well that with the different uh, people that you're going to bring in for the workshops, you're going to learn from them as well and apply like the branding and everything for your own business. Exactly. I mean, it's quite useful. I used to be a branding consultant. I'm not going to lie. It's useful. <laughs> so how can uh, people get in contact? You mentioned Instagram. Are you And the website isn't uh, ready yet. It, so, yeah, the website isn't Instagram? ready yet. Uh, the Instagram is progress.hub. So that's, so that's where you can follow our journey and the news. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll put that in the description so there'll be a link for that. And because um, obviously there's some people that are doing workshops themselves and everything so they can contact you. Cause, you know, exactly. Uh, and and the, in the bio um, of our Instagram page, there is a link to Evanea and sort of all the, we're, we're going to have one link. We have like a corporate account set up with Evanea. And um, it's always going to be evanea.pl slash events slash progress hub. That's going to be there. That's the link that we will use for uh, for all the events. And they will just keep on changing. <laughs> and there will be new ones added. Well, that's perfect because uh, sometimes when these things change, you, you know, if you're not in tune. So it's great that you know that it's always going to be at that link. So I can actually put that link as well on the description. Yes. That would be amazing. Thank you, Ray. <laughs> so I want to wish you success at the weekend. I mean, I'm going to be there myself. So I'm yes, we are so excited. <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm. Uh, I I think it's fantastic what you're actually doing. And uh, yeah, sure. What we can do is we can get you back in about six months' time, and you can tell people the things you've learned and all the, the you know the tricks that you've got and the different workshops and your own workshop mm -hmm. and everything. How you can give some uh, advice on on that. 
Oh, that would be amazing. I'm already looking forward to that. I mean, I am looking forward to all the little pathways in the next six months and ups and downs. But if I can, if you will have me, that's really, really nice. Thank you. I will very gladly share my journey in six months time. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Listen, it's been wonderful. Thank you very much. And I look forward to seeing you at the weekend. Thank you very much, Roy. Thanks. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Veronica. You can find all our episodes on speakingpodcast.com or also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Speaking Podcast. My other podcast, Meditation Podcast, and our Polish podcast can all be found on roycolin.com. So be sure to share with your friends. And until next week, take care.